there's a lot going on in the pelvis. There's a, you know, so many different organ systems in one small space, and there's a lot of interaction. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Anna and I'm your host on the Girlfriend Doctor Show, your girlfriend doctor. In my medical practice, one of the recurrent issues that my clients struggle with and come to me for assistance for time and time again is pelvic pain. This has been a predominant problem that keeps women from enjoying their lives, whether it's from endometriosis or musculoskeletal issues or whether it's from trauma. Pelvic pain can affect us in so many ways, and often women are sent on a journey without any real solution. Now, I went to medical school as an osteopathic physician, and I learned how human physiology is linked to our anatomy so intricately and how every piece is connected. So when we are dealing with pelvic pain, we have to address the musculoskeletal issues and not just try to manage the pain. Focusing on the pain only leads to more complications as we are only addressing the symptoms. We need to address the underlying key issues causing the pain and find ways to decrease inflammation, balance hormones, and restore normal anatomy. And so today, my guests on the Girlfriend Doctor Show are both physicians specializing in pelvic rehabilitation medicine. Their expertise lies in helping women out of pelvic pain and recover and become pain-free. This is a life-changing approach. It changes the way we move, the way we exercise, the way we express intimacy and our sexual function. And today we will show you some tools and tips that are super handy and that you can do yourself right away to improve pain and function and that will increase the quality of your life. I can't wait for you to see or hear this. Stay through the end because I have some ways for you to interact with the content you're about to love. And remember, our pelvic health is crucial to overall health, the most important anatomy of our body. Hello everyone, Dr. Anna here, the Girlfriend Doctor. Today I wanna to talk about a very important topic that doesn't get talked about enough. In fact, it's often covered in shame and self-consciousness and we can feel effeminate. We can feel like we're losing our femininity when we're dealing with this problem. And it's not just for women, but it's also for men. And this is the area of pelvic pain and pelvic pain issues. So I'm here in this beautiful center, the Pelvic Rehabilitation Center with this beautiful doctor, Dr. Allison Shirkande. And she, we're in Dallas in, a, in her clinic here in Dallas, and she has been on this mission to heal pelvic pain and to make it a part of our conversation as couples, women often deal with pelvic pain post-childbirth, post-surgery, post, post um, just part of life. Athletes particularly can have a very um, tight and painful pelvic floor. So we're going to talk about some of these issues. Allison, it's great to be here with you today. Thank you, Dr. Anna. Thank you for, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, talk about this, what you, why you created the Pelvic Rehabilitation Medical Center and you know, the types of uh, patients that you see on a regular basis. Sure, yeah, this came out of uh, honestly a necessity uh, for myself. My final year of residency training, uh, during my first pregnancy, I had postpartum pelvic pain, pelvic floor muscle dysfunction, a lot of pain with intercourse that continued after you know my classic six-week follow-up, some bladder issues, urinary urgency frequency, some intermittent burning, and some bowel constipation, a difficulty having bowel movements. Um, all are kind of our classic pelvic pain, pelvic floor dysfunction patient that we see. And I really had trouble getting a, a, a diagnosis and then B, some, some treatment. Uh, just because this, this silent disease process doesn't show up on any imaging, blood work, 
cultures were all normal. Exactly. So it's a challenge, right? And, yes. um, you know, so I was offered opioids and um, really that was it. Just so just of, pain meds yeah, and some deal pain with meds it. And that's, that's how it is. You had a baby. You had so a baby, right? You had a baby. But I found this amazing pelvic floor physical therapist who really just opened my eyes to the world of pelvic pain, the pelvic floor. Um, and as a doctor in PM&R, a neuromuscular doctor, right? A non-operative neuromuscular doctor, we didn't learn anything about it, which was interesting to me. So I was fascinated by it. And then, yeah, that's, that's how, it, how it all started. Well, you're a classically trained physiatrist. And so like the, you know, neuromuscular medicine, that's key. Talk about that, exactly what that means, because some people don't realize other than neurology and neurosurgery, that there's a whole non-surgical field looking at, at these issues. Yeah, exactly. So as a, a physiatrist or rehab doc, PM&R doc, we're named several things. But yeah, we're non-operative physicians who focus really on the nerves and the myofascial system, really. Um, and we're not trained necessarily in, in one organ system. We're really trained to look at the interplay between the different organ systems with each other, and then the different organ systems with the nervous system, and then with the myofascial system. So that's how we look at um, problems and patients, and that's how we diagnose things. Uh, and I think that's perfect for the world of pelvic pain, given there's a lot going on in the pelvis. There's a, you know so many different organ systems in one small space, and there's a lot of interactions with both the peripheral nerves, the central nervous system, right, and then the muscles and the fascia. So mm -hmm. that's that's why I think we're, that, you know, looking at it that way is is what we do. That's the approach that we bring at pelvic rehabilitation medicine. Well, you know, for me too, as an obstetrician in residency, I was pregnant with my daughter, Amanda, and I had pubic symphysitis. And I didn't even know what that was. I hadn't studied it in med school as an OBGYN resident. I didn't know what that was until I experienced it myself. And in talking about pubic symphysis pain, pubic bones joined together like this. Let me bring up the handy dandy pelvis. There is connective tissue just between these two pubic bones. So the right and left side, right? So it's connected by this small connective tissue and that can get inflamed soft the, because of the hormones in pregnancy, high levels of progesterone, high levels of relaxin. And this just can get just like if you've ever had um, a bad cold and it hurt every time to cough in the ribs, we call it costochondritis. That's what it feels like in the pelvis. And it feels like that every time you walk, it can feel like your pelvis is actually splitting apart, right, yes, Allison? Yes, I know. And it, it is a joint just like any other joint in your body. So you do, you have that synovial fluid and, and, and it, it does move. So it, it seems like it would be fused, but it's not, right? And that's what makes it, it's great for our flexibility, but it can be challenging in pregnancy. It can be. And so this is a really important area. So women will struggle with that. And then not to mention just with childbirth in general, those hormones help the pelvis relax to have a big baby delivered through the vagina, but sometimes there's an episiotomy, sometimes there's a fascial tear, even if you didn't have necessarily a tear or cut mm -hmm. exteriorly, there can be a tear interiorly. And depending on how that heals can cause scarring, pain, and, um, and it may not be seen. So you may be told everything looks normal. There's no, there's no issue, but if you're having pain, there's always a problem. Exactly. I think that's the number one thing. If, if you know your own body, and if you, you feel something's off, um, pain, discomfort, function issues, tell somebody, speak up. Yeah, and keep looking for answers, keep looking for answers. So even like also pain with intercourse. So there are a lot of reasons for pain with intercourse. And you always talk about, you take care of this triangle, this sling. Right. So do you wanna talk a little bit about some of the reasons for the pain with intercourse as well? Really postpartum, the most common reasons after having a baby um, are really a lot of some muscle nerve dysfunction can cause pain with intercourse. Essentially, um, after having a baby, the muscles really can, we describe it as hypotonic or hypertonic, right? Where the muscles are either in spasm, so short, spastic, and weaker still, not supporting mm -hmm. the organs, or hypotonic, where they're um, kind of loosey-goosey, so they're extended. Um, so those are the two kind of options postpartum, 
hypertonic is where the pain with intercourse would come because quite often they're putting compression on those nerves that are involved with intercourse, right? So when they compress those nerves, the nerves start to get inflamed and they start to fire when they shouldn't. And then you have discomfort either during intercourse, sometimes it's superficial right at the entrance or sometimes it's deeper, right? It can be either, um, or it can be both. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's honestly soreness post-intercourse, right? Mm -hmm. I'm doing okay, but then after, I have a lot of soreness, pain, or my bladder flares after. Mm -hmm. All of that can come from that muscle nerve kind of dysfunction. Um, with carrying a baby is challenging on the pelvic floor muscles and nerves, and then delivering a baby um, is also challenging. It puts a lot of pressure on the muscles and nerves. Um, so pain with intercourse, yeah, a lot of, re uh, a lot of different reasons that we see it. Um, the most common ones, uh, there may be underlying gynecological things such as endometriosis, very common in our patient population. Sometimes fibroids or um, even uh, PCOS can cause kind of some chronic guarding in the pelvic floor muscles, which then again, irritates the nerves. So that's our job is to really release that guarding, release that inflammation and irritation of the nerves and see how patients do. Mm -hmm. um, that's those are And even like endometriosis and adenomyosis pain post cesarean section mm -hmm. is another is another issue that sometimes goes undiagnosed, yes. untreated, undiscussed because again, we've got this great reward, this amazing baby, right? But we're still having these pain symptoms and again, it's not something we should ever live with. So the same issue, right? The change in the muscle the nerve spiring, um, that just chronic pain stimuli 100%. that's aggravated by right. activity or anything. Right, it can be aggravated by activity and then, in, and then having a baby as well can aggravate it all, right? Yeah, so same underlying issues. So we, we work kind of with PM&R, with pelvic floor physical therapy to really resolve that muscle nerve dysfunction um, and really get patients having intercourse again and enjoying it, right? Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of patients feel they have to live with it or it's sometimes it's just positional. So they'll try to do certain positions, but it takes away from their sexual life spontaneity. And, and spontaneity, mm -hmm. right? So they don't have to, you don't have to live with that either. It can be that, you know, we want to make it so that any position is comfortable and exciting mm -hmm. and um, yeah, mm -hmm. and improving orgasm really when you improve the health of your muscles and nerves, it's all involved in, in the process. And this is a really, again, specialized area of medicine. And so we're looking for an answer to this problem. And it's, again, we can't get an answer if we're not asking the questions and we're not continuing to advocate for ourselves. Women, you guys have great intuitions, right? You know that if you're experiencing something, whether you're told that's normal or not, keep digging for an answer. So we're gonna go into the exam room now. We're gonna talk about pain with pregnancy and some of the um, treatments that we can do postpartum. And I've had women in my practice as a gynecologist that had a baby 20, 30 years ago and were still struggling with pelvic pain. So this is true at any age. We don't necessarily need to know where did it start, but we're gonna fix it no matter where it came from. And the other issue, the topic that we're gonna talk about and go over in the exam room too, is when we have significant you know, atrophy and that hypertonic muscles and what is treatment, what is pelvic floor rehabilitation, what does that look like? And how do we treat that with manipulation, with injections? What are some of the state-of-the-art therapies that thanks to Allison's own personal journey, she's um, able to share with us today. So come on, let's go. Welcome to the office. I understand you've been having some coccygeal pain. Yes, I have, unfortunately. So first step is examination, of course. Yeah, so you have pain with sitting for a couple reasons. Um, number one, if you see, this is your pelvic model, okay? And we'll turn it around to the back, the posterior aspect. And you have pain here, and it's your tailbone, otherwise known as your coccyx. We call this the sacrococcygeal joint. So the pain's actually in the joint here. Um, and it came from when you described how you fell on that tailbone, um, and that can cause this coccyx to get a little inflamed, and sometimes it can actually turn kind of in and under. And when you sit down, it's gonna stretch this joint, and, which has pain receptors in it, and it's gonna cause you pain every time you sit. So that's one reason why you're having some pain when you're sitting. The other reason why you're having pain when you're sitting. So when you turn it back to the front, this pelvic model is made up of both joints, bones of the pelvis, and then muscles of the pelvis. So the main joints of the pelvis, you have this pubic symphysis joint in front, okay? 
Then you have the two hip joints on either side here, sits in the acetabellum. And then on the back, you have your sacroiliac joints, one here and one here between your sacrum and your iliac bone. Those are the muscles and the joints. Now to hold up the pelvis, you have the muscles of the pelvis. The main ones are called the levator ani sling. The sling, if you look at it this way, goes from the coccyx in the back all the way to the front to the pubic symphysis. So it's a big hammock of muscles, okay? It's called the levator ani sling. It's made up of the three major muscles um, called the iliococcygeus, pubococcygeus, and puborectalis. So if you take away, the organs sit on top of this sling. So the sling is very important and really holding up not only the important organs in your pelvis, which you have your bladder and you also have your um, uh, vagina and uterus and then your rectum, your descending colon here, okay? So if you remove these three really important organs, you can see the muscles better if you look into it. These are the main muscles of that, that levator ani sling, right? So why do you have pain with sitting in addition to your coccydnia or coccyx pain? These muscles that you have here are squeezing these nerves that really are involved in sitting. So when you sit down, there are two main nerves, the pudendal nerve and the posterior femoral cutaneous nerve that go around here and around your sit bones. And if you're sitting down, you're squeezing those nerves and they're already being squeezed by the muscles. So those nerves aren't happy. So those are the two reasons that you're, you're having issues with sitting. So what we're going to do is really work on both. We're going to work on creating space around, so those muscles aren't squeezing and putting pressure on the nerves. And we're also going to work on what we call rectal mobilization, where we make sure this little joint here, the sacrococcygeal joints, not being irritated or pulled, both by the muscles and the fascia around it. So that's how we're going to get you better. Awesome. Okay. So then what are next steps when you're working with this client? Well, you were sent from your pelvic floor physical therapist uh, for, for help because you have tried a course of pelvic floor PT. You've made some significant gains, but you're still having some issues. So you've, you've plateaued, we call it. So now we're going to have you continue working with your pelvic floor physical therapist uh, once weekly. Um, and it's going to be really a, a six-week protocol where you see us once a week and pelvic floor physical therapy once a week. Now, in addition, what we're going to start you on is a muscle relaxer suppository, short-term, just while we're treating you, uh, made of uh, Valium and Baclofen um, muscle relaxers to really help you, A, tolerate pelvic floor PT, because your physical therapist said it was a bit um, uncomfortable for you. So just take it once a day at night right before bed, um, but it will really help you get better faster, um, and we'll do it just for uh, six to eight weeks short term. Breaking that cycle of the nerve pain, right? right? Breaking that cycle of the nerve pain, it really helps. So relaxing the muscle, but also relaxing the signals that we're getting that are constantly keeping the pain, you know, turned on, the muscles turned on or the nerves turned on. And those rectal suppository, that can be game changing. Game really changing. nice. Completely agree. Yeah. And um, because your symptoms haven't been going on for, you know, that long, oh, it's been about eight months, we're actually going to put, we often use nerve medications to help break the cycle as well. Um, of course, there's muscle and nerve dysfunction, right? So I'm going to put the nerve medication in your suppository. Um, so we'll just start there. So your suppository will have muscle relaxers and a medication to really help reset that nerve signal. What we're going to add is something called uh, gabapentin. So it'll be gabapentin 300 milligrams in the suppository um, for, the sh for the six to eight weeks. So we'll do that. Um, in addition, with everything that you have going on, I want you to do um, breathing at night. So diaphragmatic breathing to really help reset that parasympathetic sympathetic system, which is really upregulated right now. So you're kind of subconsciously tensing your pelvic floor muscles, mainly because you're in pain when you're sitting, which is understandable, but we need to really downregulate the central nervous system. And that breathing is where we're gonna start. So every night before bed, I want you to do your diaphragmatic breathing where you put your hand on your belly, take a deep breath in and your belly should raise and out and your belly should come down, okay? So in through your nose, out through your mouth. 10 times, do it every time you wake up in the morning, every time you go, before you go to bed. If you have time, you can do it also in the middle of the day. Three times a day, we'll really work on retraining, resetting, and down-regulating, okay? 
in addition to this, um, we're going to do a series of external ultrasound guided peripheral nerve blocks and trigger point injections um, where we treat one side at a time. So it'll be three on the right, three on, on the left. And what we're going to do really is, um, I'll show you in this picture because it's oh, a little easier. Okay. So, um, we are going to treat, the nerves that we'll treat are the pudendal nerve here, which is at what we call Alcock's canal, okay, and it gives off three main branches, the inferior rectal branch, the perineal branch, and then the dorsal nerve to the clitoris, but we're going to treat it before it gives off the branches at Alcock's canal. In addition, we're going to treat the other main nerve of the pelvis that is going to be irritated when you're sitting is the posterior femoral cutaneous, which is right next to the pudendal nerve. And there's a lot of crossover and crosstalk between these two nerves and cross innervation. So we treat them both so they don't upregulate one another. And the muscles we're going to be treating are the muscles of the levator ani sling, puborectalis, pubococcygeus, and iliococcygeus. And for you, we may add the obturator internus because on exam, um, your external rotators were, were tight and I think they're pulling on the coccyx, which is very common with coccydinia patients. Um, so we're really, it's just each muscle just gets treated one time and it's trip around the pelvis and we do right side one day, left side the next day. Um, and we keep going back and forth, go straight to work, no downtime, ibuprofen, some ice, and then you just go on with your day. Um, and then you'll go to physical therapy also that week. Very important to do it together. I think too, just with, with anatomy too, when we're looking at this, like looking at the injections, you're injecting in here and here, and then also laterally out here. So the way we do it is first you're, sit, you're lying on your back with your knees bent and we're treating externally right here under ultrasound. And then we actually stick on that side, we have you flip over. And that seems to have been when patients started to get better is treating this way when you have them patients flip and then you treat from the back and you go into Alcox again, one side at a time. Um, but that's how you do it. So first you'll be kind of lying on your back with your knees bent and then you'll be lying on your stomach all on the same side. The other benefit of treating just one side at a time is you can actually see your improvement as we go. You'll say, oh, okay, now do the left because the right feels a little bit better. Um, so that is how we approach it, all external under ultrasound. Yeah, that is perfect. Thank you. And then just again, it's not pain that we have to live with. It's not something that, because if we don't address it, like especially with public floor physical therapy and looking at this as chronic, persistent, has not resolved on its own pain, that scarring, that signaling, you can see where the nerves are coming up through in that, in that picture it was so clear, but you know, the pudendal nerves coming up, innervate the vulva, innervate the glands, innervate the clitoris, and then sexual dysfunction, decrease in orgasm, pain with intercourse, all of that continues to evolve or get worse or not get better over time. And again, addressing, addressing it as early as possible, but is it ever too late? Is there ever chronic pain that you can't yeah. improve in that? Those are our most challenging patients. It's really based on the chronicity of the pain. Um, so too late, it's you know, too late. We never wanna say that, mm -hmm. but if, if it's going on you know, more than five years, it just gets, becomes your new normal, really gets imprinted in your mRNA. Mm -hmm. So I, I, we describe it like an iPhone. We are trying to reboot you. We're trying to turn you off, turn you on and reset the signals. That's really what we're trying to do. And it's something called neuroplasticity. So your nerves, the, your nervous system can, can change, which is great. Um, but it, sometimes it just takes more time is how I would look at it um, than, than other times. And then conceptually in what we're doing in our protocol, we're not magically fixing the nerves, what we're doing is creating a better environment. They're, they're less inflamed, mm -hmm. less restricted, more mobile, and then they can heal. Once they get more blood flow, less inflammation around them, they're start, they start to fire less. They, start, they stop that aberrant firing of those peripheral nociceptors. They start to be more normal, right? And, but it takes some time, um, but that is classically what we're doing. Once a week, three times on each side, and then you don't see us for six weeks. You just go to your physical therapy and sometimes continue your suppository. And then they heal during that mm -hmm. time. And then when you come back, we do a full exam again to just see all the progress that we've made and yeah. build the muscle in there. I love it. And then also with this, like with pain, any pain issue, you want an anti-inflammatory diet. So you guys know, I'm going to tell you yes. keto green. 
get keto green keto green 16 uh, my book 16 day plan will kickstart you really strong anti-inflammatory program so that's a good place to start well i thank you for okay, sharing that we're going to heal the coccyx pain pelvic floor pain because that's still the same process for so many for so many clients yes all right you guys so you know that there is never pain that you have to deal with now I wanna bring you back to talk about pelvic pain when it's atrophy, perimenopause, menopausal, dryness, stenosis type pain. You know, Maybe you've dealt with prolapse, you've had bladder sling procedures or urinary procedures, or you're dealing with chronic constipation and just the changes that happen with hormones and time have, have caused pain with intercourse. And as I always say, that if you have pain when you do something, you will not want to do something as pleasurable as it, as it may have been, right? And that comes to intercourse too and sexual health. So Dr. Shikandi, thank you again for all this amazing information. Let's talk about these clients who are perimenopause and menopause and are struggling with atrophy and pelvic pain. And, and I mean, I've seen as a gynecologist taking care of generations of clients, right? That the stenosis of the vaginal floor and the prolapse issues and I mean different changes. Some will have such relaxation, others, the vaginal walls will change to really become very stiff over time and impenetrable, so to speak. And so those are, I mean, it causes pain. It causes pain with waking up and, and you know, going to sleep, let alone having fun or play or sex. And one of the um, big issues I tell my clients is, especially with bladder pain and incontinence that results as we get older, estimation of 80% of us will experience incontinence at one time of our life. But it is the number one reason, incontinence is the number one reason why a caregiver will put their loved one into a nursing home, right? The number one reason. This is all related to the pelvic floor. That is why pelvic floor exercises, pelvic floor health, postpartum care is so critically important. So let's let's talk about like when when we need to use dilators, what's the sure. issue that's happening there and how you help some clients in the perimenopause, menopause. Yeah, so it's a cumulative effect starting from your age 20s going through your whole life to postmenopause. So everything you're doing early on can only benefit you long-term because it's that repetitive kind of micro trauma. And you know, the pelvis is the core of your body, right? It has so many, it holds up all those important organs, right? It holds up your bladder, your uterus, your descending colon. It has to function so it can hold, support your, all the joints and your lumbar sacral spine, your hips. So it's a cumulative effect. So start young and you know, your postmenopausal days are better in terms of function, exercise, lifestyle. And then also it's a really important point where in, you know, in hospital, in the rehab hospital, it's uh, for anyone over 65, it is that UTI, um, which are correlated with uh, in, urge incontinence and incontinence in general, right? With repetitive UTIs. So, which can cause, you know, patients to require to be in a rehab earlier on in their life. So, so when we say urge incontinence, that's like, oh my gosh, I need to go to the bathroom and you go and you really didn't have to go very much. It's that feeling like you need to go, that urgency symptoms. That's why it's called urge incontinence. Stress incontinence is when you cough, sneeze, laugh, exercise, and you leak. And so those are the two most common causes, but we all really associate urge incontinence, urgency incontinence with, you know, pelvic floor dysfunction. Right, exactly. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. um, so in terms of, yeah, perimenopausal, postmenopausal, of course, there's that strong kind of hormonal component um, as well. So it's important to work with your gynecologist to make sure it's all assessed. Um, and we have the right hormonal balance. So experts such as you, Dr. Anna, um, uh, this Jolval cream, particularly for perimenopausal, postmenopausal, but really postpartum anytime is excellent to apply uh, really at the vulva. So at the external opening, um, as well as that, that perineum. So you can massage it and you can go up into the vagina because it is all natural. Um, but that it is important to, to lubricate naturally and to provide kind of that plumpness to the tissues because they're tissues just like anywhere else, like just like your face. So you need to provide that hydration as well as that resetting of what we call the pH balance to prevent, you know, yeast infections and things. Um, so it's really important to not ignore the skin down there. I would say that's the most important real estate of our body, right? Clitoris to anus. That is the most important real estate. And that's where we use Jolva. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, thank you. And I know we- helpful 
been getting a lot of good results. And then here we have dilators. We use this for something called vaginismus, um, particularly is the most common, but really anytime uh, we also want to hold progress, right? You did our protocol, we saw you back and you're just doing excellent. So quite often we'll recommend a specific yoga program. Your pace yoga is actual excellent where you really want to keep that muscle nerve connection uh, going and keep your pelvis open and not clamp down, right? So the yoga is great. In addition, the dilators are fantastic for when you're doing maintenance or during vaginismus. When you, vaginismus is when, you know, it's really challenging to have penetration of anything, tampons, um, a penis during intercourse because your, your muscles just clamp down around it. So this progressive use of the and dilators- And sometimes won't let the penis inside the vagina. So right. I remember seeing a couple came to me on St. Simon's and they were on their honeymoon there and they were emergency work-ins. So, on their honeymoon, first time trying to have intercourse, and they're like, we can't, like, there's no yes, way. And so immediately teaching, you know, as an osteopathic medical physician, I trained in, in doing some of this and then working in OB, then being a mom myself, right? Learning pelvic floor relaxation techniques, some muscle energy techniques to really work on uh, relaxing the pelvic floor and showing him as a partner how he could definitely, you know, just put, you know, one finger then two and gen gently try to relax the pelvic floor and try to work through initially, but still there was a lot of, a lot of work to be done. Yes. I love how you're bringing in the partner. Really important to do that. The communication between partners, the open and honest relationship is what leads to the best kind of sexual health and enjoyment. So I think that that's very important and have them work together. But you're right, sometimes it really penetration is not an option. So we start slow. I mean, that's the key. And we'll put the, the dual cream around it um, quite often so it's more comfortable. And this is kind of what we, you know, the smallest dilator. And you don't want, you know, you start with what's comfortable for you. So it's based on, you know, working with your healthcare provider to see what size you want to start with. And then we slowly get bigger, right? So this basically you just keep increasing the size and then this is kind of the, the largest size um, but you know it's exciting patients come in they're like Dr. Shikanda you know I'm now on you know medium plus where you started off you know the smallest one so it's really cool to see your progress which is why I love the, the, the color coding the color yeah. coding the different sizes purple. And, yeah you are exactly <laughs> and you know what Patients, you're, you're working hard. So, you know, it's, it, we, we congratulate you every time. Okay, but now one. what is this one? So this, so the difference between the dilator and, and this is what we call a wand. Dilator is straight up. And with the dilators, you, you, you wanna start, of course, superficially, but as you improve, and particularly once you're really um, significantly better, what you do is you, you do go in and you hold for five seconds. You go in and you hold where you kind of feel a tightness in the muscles of the pelvic floor, five seconds, all right? And then you go to the next spot. You go in and then you hold for five seconds with this. So it's continuously keeping the muscles open, right? reset that muscle. So it's helping you do your own really pelvic floor PT work. Um, it's self-efficacy. You can, you know, it allows you to treat yourself. So that's how you use the dilators. Okay. You go in and you hold it and then you go around, we call it the clock and you keep finding spots that feel a little tight and restricted, put pressure, hold for five seconds, and then go to the next spot. You do it at least once a day. Um, takes about 10, 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't take that long. And it really, really helps maintain all the progress. Um, so it's, they're amazing. Now, why do we use this? So this is called a wand. The reason why is if you remember the model, and when you go inside, a lot of the uh, pelvic floor issues are lateral mm. towards what we, Alcock Canal, right? Which is what we focus on with our procedures. So when you go in with the wand, it allows you to get lateral, right? And, and hold, again, your progress really along the, where the pudendal nerve is and, the, and also the posterior femoral nerve around obturator canal. So it allows you to get into those different canals of the bony pelvis and really keep it open as well and do the same thing where you're holding for five seconds. And really what it's doing is increasing blood flow to that area for five seconds. So that's why we have the curve. Usually we start with the dilators and we only move on to the curved when we feel patients are, are ready for it. Um, so a lot, it's a discussion between your pelvic floor PT, your physiatrist as to when you kind of want to transition to the, the wand from the dilator.
obviously I could be talking to Dr. Shakande all day long. There's so many topics we want to discuss. So, you know, I'm going to have her back on the Girlfriend Doctor show. And Dr. Shakande, I want to thank you for your time and energy here and all the work you're doing and helping women and talking about this as an uncomfortable topic, but it, we have to talk about it. We have to address it. Mm -hmm. No living with pain. Can you guys say that as you're watching this? No living with pain. Um, and we are going to get to the root cause of what's happening and take that whole lifestyle approach to healing our body, getting rid of inflammation, no matter where it's attacked us in our body. But certainly like this, this area is so special and to have like kind hearted, amazing physicians here as part of the pelvic rehabilitation medical center and just what you're doing, being able to, um, get to the very integrative approach that needs to happen in dealing with this problem. So tell our audience how people can get a hold of you and learn more and sure. Yeah, so next steps. Pelvicrehabilitation.com. So www.pelvicrehabilitation.com is our website for pelvic rehabilitation medicine. And you'll see all our information, our locations, our fabulous physicians who are really dedicated to caring for, you know, pelvic pain and pelvic floor dysfunction. So that's, that's how you find us. Thank you all. And this is Dr. Anna Kabeca with the Girlfriend Doctor Show. And I encourage you guys to share this information. Definitely subscribe. If you're not on our YouTube channel, I want you to be on our YouTube channel. I know you couldn't see some, if you're listening, you weren't able to see some of the uh, demonstrations, the uh, props that we've had here today, which are so important. So uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and share this video spread the word comment below what was your aha i know you learned something new as i did definitely did not know about this wand in um for pelvic floor rehabilitation but it's brilliant so share with me what you have found as an interest thank you for being part of the girlfriend doctor show and the girlfriend doctor community and i look forward to seeing you next time are you tired of getting up once, twice, or even three times a night to go to the bathroom? Well, it's not uncommon, especially as we get older and it interferes with our sleep and often we wake up not feeling rested. The issue is this bladder urgency or leaky bladder issues that we do not have to suffer with. A client, Cindy, started using my product, Jolva, which is my all natural feminine cream that we use on our lady bits. And before you knew it, she started sleeping through the night, not having to get up most nights now and has more energy during her days. So I wanna invite you to try Jolva and for a limited time, because you're watching the show, go to dranna.com and use the code SHOW10 to get 10% off your first order. I'm here with Dr. Rucha Kapadia at the Pelvic Medical Rehabilitation Center. And if you can't tell, she is actually the perfect model <laughs> for today's discussion on pregnancy and also postpartum pregnancy issues, the pelvic pain that we can have for 20, 30 years, but we don't want to. We're going to resolve that right away. So it's great to be here with you. Thank you for having me, Dr. Anna. Thank you. Now tell our audience a little bit about how you got involved in, in pelvic rehabilitation medicine. Yeah, um, so I'm a physiatrist, so I do pelvic or physical medicine and rehabilitation. Um, and throughout my career, I was doing, you know, all neuromuscular medicine, focusing on the entire body. But um, having gone through pelvic floor issues myself in the past, and then seeing so many men and women struggle with it, and not really having great adequate care, um, I came across pelvic rehab medicine and. I delved into it about a year and a half ago, and um, it's been great, you know, uh, treating and helping patients with chronic pain and um, just really focusing one-on-one -on -one with them, spending more time with them to get to know their journey and their story to make a really focused um, program of treatment for them. Yeah, so it is a powerful area and a very new emerging field to help both men and women who are dealing with chronic pelvic pain, something that we don't want to talk about. And we mentioned in our first segment with Dr. Allison Shakande about, you know, the shame that goes with it. We feel for, for men, they may feel emasculated by talking about pelvic pain or erectile dysfunction issues for women. 
you know, that we, we've cut off this part of us because it doesn't give us pleasure. It brings us pain. Or we've had this amazing baby. Shouldn't we be happy, satisfied? So I am sitting on the exam table talking to Dr. Kapadia here today. But as a patient, when I, as an obstetrician, when I had my first daughter, Amanda Claire, when, uh, and she was a big baby, over eight pounds, and I did not want an episiotomy, but what I suffered with was a significant anterior tear that caused me pain for over a year. I couldn't be touched. It was so painful. It's not something I'd learned about in medical school or even obstetric residency program. But what I learned from my own experience is that downward pressure is so important and prepping your perineum and your pelvis for pregnancy is critically important. So I'm going to touch on that a, a minute to say if you are pregnant, we're going to talk, we're going to definitely address issues ahead of time so that you're not suffering with many of the pelvic pain consequences from childbirth that Dr. K is going to go into in just a moment. So, you know, pelvic floor massage with, you could use coconut oil, you can massage the perineum to really help strengthen and stretch those muscles, do your pelvic floor exercises. And I'm telling you, yoga is game changing to open up the pelvis, to help with the flexibility of the joints around the pelvis. That is game changing. So when we're doing yoga, we're really opening the pelvic floor, especially in squats. And, um, and then the stretching, the lower extremity, and just moving the joints around. It is probably the best exercise to do in pregnancy that I've ever experienced. So I learned that after pregnancy number one, I was a residency, I was working 80 to 100 hours a week on call, sleeping at the hospital. My exercise life was, was pretty non-existent other than running rounds around the hospital. So that's it. All right, Dr. K, let's talk about some of the things that you see with pelvic floor yeah, um, function issues. Yeah, definitely. So uh, you touched on yoga and the perineal massage and those who definitely benefit pre-pregnancy, but there are also treatments and um, mechanisms we use to improve blood flow and healing after pregnancy in some of the issues that we'll talk about. Here at Pelvic Rehab Medicine, the, the two biggest issues we see postpartum are um, tailbone pain, so coccidinia, and the other one is pain with sex. And it's very um, heartbreaking to hear my female patients say, you know, my doctor told me pain with sex is normal and I that I just have to live with it after pregnancy. I mean, you delivered a baby, so of course you're going to have pain. But this is not true. This is not something that, you know, you should have to live with. And so um, kind of going back to the tailbone pain, we work on really relaxing the rectal muscles, which are directly connected to the tailbone, um, preventing constipation, which can kind of exacerbate that tailbone pain. And then also working on just kind of restructuring and realigning the sacroiliac joint and the iliac bones that Dr. Shikande was talking about, um, and just kind of helping that tailbone stabilize after pregnancy. So when you're talking, that's a lot of what pelvic floor therapy will do too. Mm -hmm. And what kind of treatments do they give you? Or do they do internal pelvic floor therapy, like with fingers in the vagina or the rectum? What? Yes, great question. So um, when we send you to pelvic therapy as part of the treatment, um, we always recommend specific exercises, both external and internal. Mm -hmm. So when we say external work, we're talking about working on the hips and the back and the spine, the pubic area, the pubic symphysis joints, um, where all of those areas shift during pregnancy as the uterus expands. Um, and so that's the external side of just the, the musculoskeletal healing. Um, and of course, the internal side is a major part of healing as well. So we do, uh, we recommend vaginal and rectal mobilization. So the goal here would be to really provide blood flow back to that area that has been compromised during delivery. Uh, that is so key. Because again, remember childbirth, even just carrying a pregnancy, there can be tears in the fascia that you can't see. You don't have to have yes. an episiotomy or a C-section to suffer from scarring internally through this, through childbirth. And with that, the mm -hmm. area of the vulva, the perineum, the, the vaginal area is abundant in blood supply, abundant in su blood supply. And it decreases with nerve damage, mm -hmm. with scarring, certainly as we get older with hormonal changes, that blood supply decreases. So we have to do things to keep it active. What builds blood supply? Muscles, but not hypertonic muscles. We want good functioning, exactly, strong and, and, muscles. And 
after delivery, your muscles can, can be weak, but can also be tight at the same time. When you have tight spastic muscles, over time, that blood flow just gets cut off to that area. And you can imagine that if you have less blood flow to that area, you're going to have less oxygen and less healing of those muscles. So what we really recommend is working on um, remobilizing those muscles and providing mobility, um, especially for our, for our female patients and our mom, new moms that have um, torn during delivery and at their six week postpartum follow up, they're told, well, your stitches are healing well, everything looks great, you're on your way. But they're still having nerve pain and muscular inflammation and that's what's causing the pain with intercourse. I mean, you can imagine when those muscles are just so tight and it looks like the city of Manhattan where nothing can get through, <laughs> you try penetrating in that and it's gonna naturally be painful. So um, we work on Remobilizing re those muscles through finger therapy with the therapist as well as the patient's partner, as well as we use dilator therapy. So we use dilators to really stretch those muscles out and um, re, you know, rewire those muscles and nerves to communicate properly so that you can have comfortable intercourse. Mm -hmm. and, and intercourse is one, one area, but you know, even pain going to the bathroom, pain having a bowel movement, all of these things are wired by the pudendal nerve that's really coming from the, the back and going into that vaginal and that rectal area. And rewiring the muscles in the pudendal nerve helps to kind of help the patient's pain. Yeah, and rare, but often a complaint that I've heard is pain with orgasm. So it's just painful to have an orgasm, and that is that misfiring yes. of the nerves. Yes, definitely. Orgasms, if you think about it, and for our male patients, erections and ejaculation, these things function based off of blood flow. So you can imagine that when you have an orgasm, your blood flow increases to that area temporarily. But if those muscles are so tight and you can't get adequate blood flow, that's what makes the orgasm painful. And so... Um, really loosening up those muscles and mobilizing those muscles for the first six weeks. And then um, we have you come back and we kind of re-examine uh, re you. And then when we send you back to the therapist, those, that second half of therapy really focuses on now that we've mobilized those muscles, we want the muscles and the nerves communicating. So that's what we call neuromuscular re-education. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. All right. Mm -hmm. So someone's listening and they're experiencing or they've you know, having pelvic floor pain and they're having that, you know, pain with urination or, you know, pain with um, bowel movements or pain with intercourse, what should their process be, their next steps be? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's obviously important to follow up with your gynecologist who has delivered your baby and really um, done, you know, whether there were stitches or whether there was a specific healing process to follow up with them. And, um, at that point, you really wanna ask your gynecologist advocate for yourself to refer you to a pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, I always tell my patients in the country of France, pelvic Such floor physical therapy. I'm so glad you brought this up, yes. Yeah, it is required that all women who have delivered a baby go to physical therapy for, they give you up to six months. And that's something that, you know, unfortunately in this country, we kind of put pelvic floor therapy on the back burner, especially when you have a newborn and you're so focused on postpartum care and trying to take care of multiple things at once. But physical therapy is something you wanna ask your gynecologist to refer you to, and specifically pelvic floor physical therapy, where they will really help to release those tight tissues and repair that blood flow after vaginal or a C-section. Um, because after a C-section, you have scar tissue developing and you have tightness. and there's something called diastasis recti where your the muscles of your abdomen can split during delivery and that can be very painful and just uncomfortable. Um, so really advocating to fight to get into pelvic floor physical therapy would be the first step. Because many women will suffer with the rectus, you know, diastasis mm -hmm. um, for, you know, for the rest of their lives. But there mm -hmm. are things that can be done to improve that and to Definitely. really reconnect. Yes. Those yes. muscles. Your therapist will work on um, kind of 
closing that gap that occurs in, during delivery. And improving diastasis recti can also help with pubic synthesis pain because there's less pressure in that area. And also there's so many other uh, modalities your physical therapist will work with and give you like dilator therapy and wearing a belt to improve that pubic synthesis, um, the alignment of those bones, and just really focusing on um, realigning that whole pelvic floor and remobilizing and cutting out that inflammation that's occurred during delivery. Yes, yeah, and someone who's been on my girlfriend doctor show in the past, Dr. Jessica Drummond, a pelvic floor physical therapist, is just a, a huge advocate and she has tremendous amount of resources plus association of pelvic floor physical therapists and also a pelvic you know the institute for pelvic pain mm -hmm. another great institute to really address these issues so again not something that we have to deal with and then tell our audience how they find you yeah definitely so you can go to um, www.pelvicrehabmedicine.com and you know you can find all the providers there and you can find us in the Dallas area. Um, and I'm also you know, on Instagram and social media and we'd love to talk more about this. Yeah, and you yeah. have clinics too in New York City, in Miami, Florida. Yes, Where else? Um, yes. so our, our medical director, Dr. Shikande has opened up clinics throughout the country. So. Um, it's Dallas and Houston and the East Coast, New York and New Jersey and Florida and um, Atlanta and the list goes on. Yeah, well, I have to tell you, you know, when I heard that France, you know, uh, encourages public floor therapy and covers it for six months postpartum, mm -hmm. there's so much that we can be doing more of in our country. And it comes with every one of you advocating for that, right? Every one of you being aware of it, speaking up with your voice expressing yourself if you're having discomfort if you're having pain with intercourse with your difficulties with constipation we should never be constipated and that means not having a bowel movement every day if you're not having a bowel movement every day you are constipated so and then bladder issues incontinence urgency interstitial cystitis all of this has a neuromuscular component that we can address and it does take an integrative approach. So I want you all to advocate for yourself and let's kind of start a petition. Let me know, you guys wanna start a petition for us to get pelvic therapy for our postpartum moms in the US? I am with you on that. I wanna thank you guys for being here. Um, uh, please, I know uh, it may mean so much when you guys comment and share these episodes of the Girlfriend Doctor Show and let us know what your questions are. You know, at my website at dranna.com forward slash show, you can go there and ask me anything. There's no such thing as TMI. There's a place where you can input your question and we do episodes based on what I know you wanna hear more of. So tell me more. All right, thank you guys for being here and I'll see you next time on the Girlfriend Doctor Show. This has been a wonderful journey into this clinic and pelvic rehabilitation medicine, and to learn that we have so many solutions. Dr. Allison Shrikande and Dr. Arusha Kapadia have both given us a tremendous amount of insight into how we can help and restore our pelvic function. We do not have to suffer with pain. And if you are suffering, you need to know that there are people who are specialized in this area who have answers who can help you. As always, you can ask or tell me anything. There is no such thing as TMI. A lot of questions may have come to mind following this conversation, and I look forward to hearing from you. So go to dranna.com forward slash show and enter your question there. I'll be sure to read it, review it, and work on developing a follow-up show with more in-depth information and detailed answers to this topic. I am here to help you nourish your body, awaken your mind, your spirit, and your potential. I want to help you shine in every way and embrace your life and those you love with passion. It is a blessing to be with you as always. Please share this episode and be sure to go to my YouTube channel at The Girlfriend Doctor Show. Subscribe and get notifications so you can watch those videos as they are released. So more information can be found at dranna.com forward slash show. Till next time. See you then.